This is not just another fitness podcast. Food is so much more than just fuel. Keep things simple. That goes for training and diet. Chips, cheese and hummus, you should try it. Don't take this stuff too seriously. Balance is just really not sexy. Eat plenty of fruit and veg. It's not rocket science. Having a six pack is just totally not worth it. That's a lie for a start. (laughs) (laughs) Walking every day has to be one of the best things you can do. Honestly, I hear this shit on a daily basis. Nobody got fat from eating too much fruit. Green peppers to rank. I do like a Snickers. Just be honest with yourself. Have you tried the Aldi milk chocolate? (laughs) (laughs) The answer is no. Honestly, if you're struggling, just ask for help. In most of my consultations, I actually don't talk about food. No, Diet Coke doesn't cause cancer. Sometimes you have to think about the effort versus the reward. Calorie deficits are boring, but they work. Oh my God, my gran used to take me to Wimpy. It's never too late to start lifting weights. You can take your Manuka honey and shove it up your... (laughs) That made me die. (laughs) (laughs) All this is going going on as well. Welcome to episode 39 of the Not Another Fitness podcast. We're going in with zero prep today, gang. We really are. My name's Andy. And across from me, here we go, botched already. (laughs) Start again. Start again. Welcome to episode 39 of the Not Another Fitness No, podcast. start again. <laughs> Welcome to episode 39 of the Not Another Fitness. I could do this all day, mate. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome to episode 39 of the Not Another Fitness Podcast. With myself, Andrew John Scraggs. And across from me on Zoom, we have... Real pressure now to do yeah. an accent. Sorry, mate. Uh, hi, it's me. It's Amy. How are you doing? As I'm not bad, mate. As you may have guessed, listeners, this is, uh, I mean, we're not famed for our prep work for these podcasts, but this is an all time low. <laughs> we decided the topic an hour ago and we literally have an hour to record. We've so... got an, so we, we haven't, we don't know what each other have been up to. We haven't had our normal kind of preamble. Off we there. haven't actually spoken much this week, have we, mate? I feel like we've both been quite busy. I've which... been so busy. Yeah. Is, is it just work with you or is it? Yeah. Um, so I've, I'm in absolute crisis mode, personally, um, personally and professionally. So I've taken on a bit of overtime <laughs> at Waitrose. So I did, uh, I've worked four, I'll have worked four days this week and a quite long shifts, like eight, nine and a half hours. So like, and PTs on those days as well. So I've just been like literally balls to the wall, like programming, check-ins, PTs, Waitrose, um, trying to warm up because outdoor PT is whilst allowed which is wonderful thank you Bojo is still freezing and it's minus one today and it's just oh it's just horrible so I'm very cold and I'm busy and I've as always left no time for myself what about you yeah similar um (laughs) I mean all my stuff's on zoom which is obviously a lot warmer than being outside so I've I feel like I've uh, I've trumped you there, but yeah, I don't know why. Like it's again, it's not. It's I'm always quite cautious with like complaining and moaning about stuff because it's a nice problem to have being able to work and stuff. But for whatever reason, this week it just feels yeah, it's just a little bit manic. And even <laughs> so, we were supposed to be what's the time now? It's five past one on a Friday afternoon. Uh, we we're supposed to be on at half twelve, but I pushed it back. You don't know why I pushed it back, do you, Rambo? Tell me. Because I was giving tech support to my old man. Oh, really? Which oh, I feel no. like's happened before on this podcast. I think it might have done. But uh, honestly, like, 
I don't know how people in IT have the patience. <laughs> I, I just to talk. They probably but, use mute a lot. That's probably what it is. Oh, I just, I just can't do it. Like I feel like, why aren't my coaching skills transitioning across to my dad? And it just nothing works. Oh, bless you, bless he's, you. He's um, he can't like copy and paste stuff. And have you ever tried to like on an iPad talk someone through how to copy something? Oh, it's painstaking. As in just mash your. Th- I was literally just being like, just mash your thumb on it, and he's just like tapping it. I'm like, no, no, you got to hold it, and I'm like, oh no. And he's got <laughs> hands like a gorilla as well, which doesn't help. Oh, daddy's crying. It does not help. Well, I needed to push it back then to one because I needed food, which obviously is my first priority. I feel like you got a lot more out of your food than I did out of my <laughs> chat with the, with the old man. <laughs> Oh, mate. So how's your week been then? Just busy, hey? Yeah, busy. But I think a lot of people are um, after the initial shitness of being in lockdown and, oh, my God, it's going to be like this for a couple of months. I think people have realised that (laughs) I was talking to one client earlier on and she was like, I can't put this off any longer. (laughs) She's like, like, last year was pretty shit training wise. I've kind of eaten, you know, eaten a bit more, drunk a bit more over Christmas. Absolutely fine. She's like, but I, just, I can't afford to have another three months of just kind of drift in the I wrong had, direction. Yeah, so. I had exactly the same conversation with one of my clients. Like, well, over the last lockdown, he um, he's actually the one that owns the Christmas tree farm that you bought your Christmas tree from. Um, I tell you, what, he he did a roaring trade. Yeah. If, the, if the numbers were <laughs> well, anything to understandably, go by. Yeah, understandably, he was really busy in December, so he knocked it on the head in December, and then. I had the same conversation with him yesterday and I was like, look, like it might be, it's going to be outdoors. We might have to do it in a park rather than outside the gym. Um, And he was like, I said, look, we might even have to jump on Zoom. I said, "He, uh, is that all right with you? And he was like, look, it's not ideal, but if I don't do anything, it's going to be March and I'm going to feel even worse. He's like, I said, look, there's so much we can still do online, even if it's on Zoom. Yeah. So and let's just keep training. I said, yes, we're not going to make any massive strength gains. I said, but you're going to feel better and you're still going to maintain the level of strength that you've got at the moment. So let's just keep doing that. Like, and that's how I'm approaching my training at the moment. Like, let's just keep moving. Let's just keep doing something I can do to make me feel better. I can't believe how hard it is to, um, I, I can't believe how unmotivated I am to train. Oh, I'm so unmotivated, Andy. I've trained once this week, once, and I don't even care. <laughs> it's sorry, I, I, listeners. Yeah. <laughs> and follow us for more health and fitness tips. <laughs> but like, but, no, but I think it's really important to be transparent about these things. Like sometimes life is hard life is shit and other things take priority and sometimes you really do get those really low moments of motivation and I'm not I'm a health seeking individual so it's a habit for me to train I train because I enjoy it and I train because it's already ingrained in my behavior this week I haven't had time so even though motivation is low I will still train it will come back, but there's nothing wrong with being transparent and saying, I can't be bothered. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, because uh, it's no different, right, in terms of, you know, a press up is a press up, whether you're doing it on your living room floor or doing it in the gym. But obviously, like the gym's got all the equipment and stuff, but it's just, I don't enjoy training at home. At I have to get like, I have to make sure I'm well fed. I've got like, 
a playlist that's going to kind of get me amped up a little. I need everything like kind of perfect. And then I'll be like, okay, I'll train a lot. This morning I trained straight after I do, I do like a, a lot of mobility class. So I just finished that and I was obviously like in my kit and I was like, fucking hell, if I don't train now after like limbering up for an hour, mm. I never will. Yeah, I'm the same. I have to get up, throw my kit on, have nothing else to do that morning and with nothing else to do before I start my day and then train and then start my day. Otherwise, like if you asked me to train at home at three o'clock in the afternoon, I'd probably be like, you're kidding me. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> even it's in not going to get done, is it? Nah, like even in the evening, like... I thought I was going to have a bit of time tonight to do something, but I've got some check-ins to do. So I'm like, oh no, okay, I can't do anything today. And then like when you're in the gym, you're in the gym. I've worked all morning in the gym. I might've been awake at six and done four hours of PT, but I'm in the gym, you know, I'll find some motivation. And once you start moving a barbell around, moving weights around, it starts to feel good and you're in it. Whereas I don't get that at home. It is really tough. And it's so cold and miserable outside. Even when I think I've been enjoying running, I'm like, oh, let's go for a run. Like, it's so cold. Like, it, I really don't enjoy it when the, the cold gets on your chest and then like my hands get cold my feet are like blocks of ice like it's just not fun it's just really not fun no fair play to people that do get out and uh and train outdoors on a regular basis because um <laughs> i sound like uh goldilocks over here i need everything just right don't want to yeah, train no, inside don't yeah. want to train out don't want to train outside but- and even with my outdoor clients i'm like look we'll we'll see how we go with this with doing this outside like i don't feel like <laughs> I'm not one of those PTs that's been like, right, 6am, you're there. I'm not a drill sergeant. Like, if we get up and it's pissing it down, like, it's not going to happen. You know, like, we'll do all we can and I'll do everything to keep you motivated and we'll adapt as much as we can, totally. But, like, if one day you're like, oh, my God, I really don't want to. Like, I know you always feel better afterwards, but let's just play it by ear. Let's just keep doing what we can do in as long as we can do it. Yeah, I think it's funny, isn't it? Because like boot camps in the rain and stuff, where everyone kind of pulling together and it's a bit of a kind of fun and I don't know, you're egging each other on. Sure. If, I mean, again, not for me, I don't enjoy that. <laughs> but I, I can kind of see why people would. But like one-to-one when you're working on like technique or something and you're just shivering in between like, like oh. do another five reps and let me get a look at that. And then, yeah, I don't know, maybe you're filming them and you get a look at like the film back. It's just not conducive oh. to that. Shout out to Alex today. Like Alex actually ris- lis- <laughs> listens to us every week. So hi, Al. Hi, um, we, he came down today and we did some snatch and overhead squat work and like shout out to him. He was fine once he got moving, but I think I was moaning the whole time, <laughs> which is not very professional of me. <laughs> but I was like, oh, mate, I'm so cold. <laughs> Like, you, know, you know, it's bad when the client starts motivating you. Come on, Ames, you can get through it. <laughs> Just coach me through these last few reps. No, but like I moved a barbell around. I moved a PVC pipe around. I did some air squats <laughs> for good measure, you know. No, and it was nice and it's always fun. And you know, it's a good sesh when like you look at your, your watch and you're like, oh shit, I've only got 10 minutes left. Like, you know, we, we it was lovely to see him and we had a really nice time, really nice laugh and chat. But like... he did get out of his car and he's like I think I've chosen the coldest day I was like mate I think you have (laughs) but it's they know it's not great it's not fun for us but yeah and I just oh god I said to my best mate one of my best mates I said I don't think the start of 2021 is going to be you know all flowers and 
roses and like we literally stood there this morning moaning for 20 minutes <laughs> this is shit i think it's good to have those little moments where you get everything off your chest just have a good moan up with a mate it's all yeah. good but happy new year i'm all good <laughs> <laughs> no it's just it's just like it's just less than opt- optimal like lockdowns aren't great at the best of times but when it's minus one outside it's January's hard anyway and January's even harder when you've had a Christmas where you haven't really seen your friends and family so and like somebody told me today I am an inherently positive person but like my best mate said to me today feel everything you want to feel allow yourself to feel it and just have that moment where you just accept that things are crap like that's a really like that's a really important message like really important message because I'm the one that's like oh I feel like this but everything happens for a reason and it's really positive and (laughs) let's just do things that make me feel good and like nah do you know what let's just feel what we need to feel for a while training will come back everything will come back and just revel in all the feels (laughs) It's true though. Like um, that is, I mean, that's. Uh, it's funny you say that because I was reading about that in t- in uh, that parenting book. I mean, it's, so much of that is basically. You're gonna be a dad. Yeah, apparently. Baby's uh, not here yet, by the way, listeners. Baby is not here yet. Yeah, don't that's worry. The first question I asked Andy when we jumped online: Have you had a baby yet? <laughs> no. One, I, I do want to come on Zoom and just be sat here with my son. That's that's how I'd like to engineer it, but we'll see if that happens. Anyway, you were reading an article. Um. It was in that book, but it's exactly the same principle with like, if, you know, if, um, I don't know, say like a child falls over and you want to comfort them, but you have to kind of respect the fact that they've hurt themselves or they're feeling angry or they're feeling frustrated. And it doesn't mean it's striking that balance, right? Between not just trying to make everything better all the time, because actually no, like they're going to get upset. They're going to hurt themselves. And it's like, you'd be there, comfort them, but you don't have to make everything all right all the time. Um, and I think it's, I mean, it, when I read that book, I'm just like, well, this is just how you would, this is exactly how you talk to an adult. Do you know, if you come on, yeah. you're like, oh, mate, I'm having a really, really bad time with whatever. And I'll be like, no, it's all right, mate. It's all good. Yeah, don't worry about it. It's fine. You'd be like, what the fuck? You're not even listening to me. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. kind of blind positivity just because it's uncomfortable to kind of face what's going yeah. on. That's kind yeah. of what it is. And like, do you know what is nice though? It's nice to reflect on, I think part of what part of how far I've come and I talk about me personally me 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 a woe is me but like away mate chat away therapy mate um part of part of self-care is knowing what's good for you and my friend said to me this morning she was like just take the weekend drink yourself into stupor have a shitload of chocolate and I was like honestly like I said that's not doing that is part of the reason that I still feel so good, even though all this crap stuff is happening. I said, because there are times, like I got home from work last night, exhausted, and I was like, I could murder a glass of wine. And I was like, no, like it's a short term fix that will make me feel good for a short term, but because it will only exaggerate the way I feel, I'll then have one glass and then two glasses and then three glasses. And that's not going to leave me feeling any better. And the same with the sweet stuff, like, yeah, I really could murder a whole bar of chocolate right now. But ultimately, is that going to make me feel better? Probably for about five minutes. Is it going to take my problems away? No. What? How's it going to leave me feeling? It's actually going to leave me feeling 
worse. So what have I had to eat today? I've had an apple, a pear, a protein bar because I had to have a quick breakfast. I've just made myself a really nice salad for lunch with cottage cheese, avocado, kimchi, like, you know, all those things that are really, really nice and I know are going to nourish my body. It's like, I, I almost what is the thing I can control is how I'm feeling like in terms of internally and hell, the only thing I've got to hold on to is my health. So, you know, like at least make myself do things that are going to make me feel good. And if anything, I almost challenge myself with that self-sabotaging behavior in a way. I'm like, nope, I'm not going to do it to myself because I'm not going to end up in that place where I feel worse. It's a good one to prioritize your health though, mate. I don't think, I don't, I don't think you're doing a bad thing. Talking no, about, but I, it's just like weighing up what's what you want versus what you need, you know? Talking, talk about that, uh, that five minutes of feeling good after the chocolate though, but those five minutes are pretty sweet. They are, they are good, but they are particularly good. Yeah. But I never stop at the amount of chocolate that is, <laughs> never that, stop make, at the that one. leaves me feeling good. <laughs> <laughs> never stop so. at that one bar. So yeah, yeah. Anyway, we do have a really cool topic for today. We do, we do actually are nicely moving on to food. Um, one other thing actually before we um before we move on to that, I downloaded speaking about alcohol, it just reminded me, I've downloaded one of the you know the, you know, the drink aware apps. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so I was like, this'll be uh again, I'm ne- I've never used it personally. I've I've kind of done it sporadically just to kind of look at, you know, how many units and stuff. And I was like, but after Christmas, I was like, I'll just track it. So I'm not, I haven't like set a, you can only drink X amount. I was like, I'll just drink when I want to drink and just record it. Mm. I try and keep, again, like, it's like, as soon as you start tracking anything, you start being good. <laughs> or yeah. you, you can feel yourself being like, oh, I'll just leave that, yeah. um, you know, leave that, leave it at one drink or whatever. But if I have, I don't know, like a beer or whiskey or gin, like double measures, if you have like one drink a day like that, that's pretty much you bang on the limit at the end of the week. Really? Yeah. So if you have, so you can drink, I mean, I could drink singles, but we've got too Who much. Does out. <laughs> Who does that? Not um, but it does make you think, because if you have a bit of a blowout one day, um, which again is unlikely at the moment because there's nowhere to go. But if you do get into that mindset of like sit at home and just keep one glass, turns into two, turns into mm. three, turns into a bottle. Um, you, you're going to have weeks like that. But if, if that's like, a, if you think you're drinking a bit more during lockdown and maybe Christmas has come and compounded it and maybe you haven't quite got back to your normal level, just start tracking it. Honestly, like it, mm. it is an eye opener. It will make you think. And it also calculates the spends as well. Like if you were buying this. Gut that's gut interesting. Gut, yeah, really, really good. Um, so I'll keep you informed with how I how I get on with that. Does that count um, with the non-alcoholic stuff that you drink because you drink quite a lot of non-alcoholic beer so obviously do you count that or not no well because so it's the non-alcoholic stuff is different um there's no and there's low this is right. I, I sound like sarah now this is her explaining <laughs> it to me um but yeah i mean normally like the even like the low alcohol stuff i mean it is you know like 0.5 or point something it's yeah. it's next to nothing yeah, um okay. but yeah, yeah cool Anyway, anyway, shall we shall we move on to the, the topic at hand? Let's do it. This was your idea, mate, this one. Um, well, I mentioned it on last week's pod, didn't I? You did? Yeah. Do you want to, uh, do you want to lead in or shall I? So, um, this is probably a bit one for a, 
more practical tips definitely when, the word it was, that was ringing in my head practical. yeah like I think when people ask I don't know about you but when people ask me questions they're like right what should I be eating and like I know you do meal plans for people I don't actually do meal plans for my clients because I don't think they need to be prescriptive or yet yeah, sometimes they need ideas. So I'll direct them to websites and I'll tell them things that I eat or have proven like uh, use um, examples from other clients as well, but I don't do meal plans, but, but I think it's like, I always say it's easy to follow a diet. It's like baking a cake. You just follow a recipe. Um, people want practical things. They want practical tips. So with this podcast, I mentioned it last week, we were going to give some practical tips about eating out and takeaways and things to look for um, that mean that you can enjoy takeaways and eating out without going completely off track of your goals. Because um, if you've listened to this podcast regularly, um, you'll know that Andy and I enjoy takeaway actually quite regularly. I'd say Jack and I have a takeaway at least once a week. You have your pizza Fridays. Um, yeah, we definitely have a takeaway at least once a week, sometimes twice, maybe not so much now. Um, and obviously now with lockdown, none of us can go out for dinner. So takeaways are that's literally all we can do if you want to enjoy a meal that isn't cooked by your own fair hand. And let's face it, there is no reason why having a takeaway can't be a viable option for people and why it can't fit into a healthy lifestyle. You can still keep on track with your goals. Um, I think people view takeaways as something really indulgent and they are indulgent in terms of the fact that they're a financial cost, obviously, and there are certainly indulgent choices on those menus, but I manage to have a takeaway pretty much every week and stay as like my physique doesn't really change too much. In fact, I don't want you to challenge me, but I reckon I could have a takeaway every night of the week and my physique wouldn't change too much because I know what to look for and I know what to order. Yeah, I mean, I, I would I'd probably go further than that. I reckon you could probably have a takeaway for every meal of the day and not put on weight if that was if you really wanted to hammer home a point like there's a um so are you challenging me to do a supersize me is that what it is well I mean that <laughs> words out of my mouth so one of the when one of the presentations that I do like one of the slides basically looks at um the yeah supersize me like the guy who ate McDonald's like breakfast lunch dinner for I think it was for a month you know health markers all went to shit put on loads of weight you kind of if you haven't seen it, check it out. It is interesting. Yeah, it is but, really funny. But there's there's another guy, like a professor in America, who um, did exactly the same thing, but he just calorie controlled it. Um, so he ate McDonald's for three months, I think, just McDonald's, mm. um, and like lost 30 pounds, 30, 40 pounds. All his health markers improved. Uh, that that to me that to me was like that shows me that irrespective of food quality. Um, if you've got weight to lose, losing weight is massive. I mean, he walked a lot as well. So part of it yeah. was like the cardio he was doing, but did he have a lot of weight to lose? Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, he lost, cause I think he, I think he lost like 40 or 50 pounds in total. Oh, so he had a decent amount. I mean, like you or me couldn't do that. That's all I'm saying. Like, well, we no, could, but not as, for any length of time. As in you wouldn't want to lose, obviously lose that much weight, but we're like me and you could eat, um, maybe we should do that mate as a challenge. Like you could eat, um, you could eat McDonald's every day and you might not feel great, but then you get salads and stuff like that. Um, and it wouldn't necessarily impede your, um, like body composition goals no. or, 
you know, fat loss goals. I mean, this is the thing, right? That is like the extreme example. So when I, uh, one of the last times I presented that one guy was like kind of looking quite thoughtful and he kind of was, you know, looking up to the sky, like thinking and he put his hand up and was like, so I could eat McDonald's every day. (laughs) And I was like, that's not the takeaway from it. The takeaway, (laughs) (laughs) boom, boom. Uh, The takeaway is, you know, that this is how powerful like uh, energy balancing calories can be. Um, But what that means for like just normal people, you could have a takeaway a couple of times a week. And, and I think most people, it would probably be between what one and three, do you reckon? Um, yeah, I, I think it's imp- it's probably definitely probably definitely. Um, I'd say it's increased since this whole lockdown yeah. situation for sure. But yeah, I'd definitely say one and three. Yeah, I think we're probably similar. We're probably similar actually in in our kind of habits because uh, so me and said definitely have a takeaway once a week. At the moment, it might be two, yeah. uh, but in normal times, it'd be one takeaway a week. Probably eating out one day a week. Yeah. And then maybe, depending on where we're at, we'll probably go and grab um, like brunch somewhere maybe yeah. or breakfast somewhere. So that's like kind of three, yeah. that's three occasions where you can't really control the menu or, yeah. or you kind of go there and you're going to have what you're going to have. Yeah, Same um, for me. I definitely have like breakfast with a friend once a week, maybe lunch with another friend once a week. And that is still a takeaway just because you're out. That's still a takeaway, for example. We're talking about eating out um jack and i would definitely go out for dinner once a week and then yeah sunday night is usually a takeaway if not saturday night um like for friday night and sunday night so yeah there's a lot okay then so let's get a little bit more well first question i think i know what it might be for you favorite takeaway pizza yeah (laughs) pizza favorite takeaway mine would be curry every time curry always a curry but then but if we're going out for dinner um oh like a steak yeah, we like a steak. Very, very much so like a steak. Um, I like a Thai as well. Love a Thai. Not for me. Yeah, not Chinese isn't for me, though. Sarah um, doesn't like Chinese that much. Uh, like, upset, it's just upsets too, me a little bit. It's just too greasy. Like, unfortunately, with Chinese, there's very limited options on the menu if you do want to keep things healthy. But there are still things you can do. Yeah, I mean just kind of wrapping up the, like the the kind of the introduction to it so the first one of the, the big takeaway oh, i could keep saying it now this is not <laughs> you deliberate. gotta stop saying that mate. take home points <laughs> one of the main take home points from this podcast when you suggested it i was thinking just telling people that they can do it i think if there's one thing you take away from this can't help myself um it would be it would be that you can still live a perfectly healthy life and and yeah. eat out multiple times a week yeah what you choose and what your preference is. So for just take me like asking that question, um, that pizza is the thing that I absolutely love. Uh, and if you have a, just like a basic margarita pizza, you're still probably getting into like, if you eat out, you're probably still into like a thousand calories pretty comfortably. I'd say you're on the seven to 800 bark with no, with no toppings. Yeah. Yeah, you're not a thousand, I wouldn't say. I reckon you are. Depends how much cheese someone's putting on there. Depends how big your pizza is for a start. I which like maybe, which I like maybe, I like my cheese, mate. I like, like my cheese. cheese. Which maybe is the first point then, like in terms of like portion sizes. But... If you if you want a really easy way, so like the pizza thing, my go to back in the day, back in the fat Andy days, was a medium. Um, either meat feast or like double pepperoni stuffed crust. 
Yeah, no wonder you were fat Andy. I think, oh, was it stuffed crust? I don't know, but i tell you what I do know. It was about two and a half thousand calories yeah. all in. Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed it. I bet you did. It was it was great times, but I didn't feel great after eating yeah. those, if I'm yeah. being yeah. absolutely honest. Interesting. Um, I think pizza yeah, probably first... is one of the hardest ones to actually fit into a healthy human. diet because oh. <laughs> fit into a human fit into a healthy diet because it is generally based around a large quantity of carbohydrates and fats. And depending on what like um toppings you have on it. There's very, very little source of protein or yeah. vegetables, depending on what you like. I reckon there's quite a lot of protein on that meat feast I had, but of the highly processed kind. Are we talking food quality, though? Are we talking food quality? We're not talking food quality, mate. We're talking <laughs> quantity. Um, okay. But I reckon you could go, I reckon, yeah, let's say absolute best case with pizza, you're probably looking at eight to 900. I'll give you that. Yeah. Uh, and then if you have i mean you can go you can order 10 pizzas but let's say you've got like a medium like i used to do like a medium kind of meat heavy pizza you're looking at north of 2000 and that's you know for an average size human that's going to be quite tricky like you could still get away with doing it but you have to kind of accept that for that day you're probably going to be um over consuming on the old calories yeah pizza is definitely one of the hardest to fit in um for sure um Indian then, mate. Go on then. Your favourite. Well, no, no, no. What I was going to say is I was thinking about like giving people practical tips for how they actually like approach takeaways and eating out. So, and these are the kinds of discussions that I have with all my clients. So shall I run through like how I approach it and then you add in if you have any different ideas? Yeah, go go uh, back and forth. So you give one, you give give one practical tip for how you would approach takeaways. And we, so we're talking about approaching takeaways or eating out in terms of if you are, you want to enjoy yourself, but you don't want to, um, you don't want to veer too dramatically off your goals. Yeah. So we're not talking about fat loss or muscle gain or anything specific, but we're just about eating a healthy diet. Okay. So first thing you have to really take into account when you're eating out, whether it's a takeaway or anywhere else, is that you have absolutely no control over how that food is prepared. Therefore, how that food is cooked, what cut of the meat that they use, unless you're ordering a steak, um, what cut of meat they use. So whether it's a fatty cut of meat or a piece of bacon with no fat on it, or whether it's the um, like a lean cut, a lean bit of mince, whether you can use fat, 5% fat mince, it's probably not going to be that if you're ordering out. So you can have, you have very, very little, um, very, very little control over the um, quality and the preparation of the food. So is it cooked in butter? Is it cooked in oil? Is it dry fried? Um, You can't control that. So you already have to accept that when you're eating out, there are a certain amount of what I'm going to air quote as hidden calories that you can't account for. So if you are trying to maintain a a deficit and you are tracking your food, I would say always over track, always assume that there is more calories in what you're consuming than there, than there actually probably is to be on the safe side, because you can't account for how your food is prepared or how somebody else is doing it. Um, If you're around someone's house and they're preparing a food for you, no, should you, neither should you even care. And sometimes when you're out, you shouldn't care either, because like we've said before, if you're in the moment, 
enjoy it. It doesn't matter. But if you're trying to maintain a healthy behavior, that's the first thing I would always say to just err on the side of caution with. So that being said, I always look for things on the menu that don't add extra calories into the cooking process. So I would always try to avoid anything that says fried, especially if I know it's going to be deep fried, anything that says crispy, because that usually means crispy deep fried as well. Anything delicious. Yeah. Tasting anything that usually says creamy, because that usually implies some kind of cream, cream sauce. Um, Again, calories that Yes, it might taste good, but you can still have another alternative that's going to be just as tasty for less calories. Um, Anything with added butter, any extra sauces. So salad dressings are huge. Anything that says cheesy, anything that's got those those if you look if you read it and you salivate it's probably gonna add some calories into what you're eating so that would be my first kind of tip really look at the language that's written especially when you're eating out and they're trying to like give you a menu and they're trying to like sell it to you um look at the menu look at the ingredients think about what's actually going to be involved in that cooking process and if that really justifies those added calories for what you're trying to achieve yeah, that's a that's a great one. I, I think erring on the side of caution. So if you if you are tracking, um, you if if you put in like generic chicken tikka masala, you'll get about fifty different options. Yep, and they'll be ranging from like a few hundred calories to like over a thousand. Um, I remember having a client, and she was like, oh, "I went out for." Uh, I went to the Indian restaurant the other day and it, my whole dinner was only 800 calories. I was, yeah. like, oh, I was like, wow, that's amazing. I was like, what did you have? And she showed me the entries and it was like one cup of rice, 150 calories, <laughs> chicken, whatever, 400. And I was like, nah, sorry, mate, the, these are wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I hate to I hate to do it to you. I've eaten in that restaurant. That's, yeah. not, what, that's not what it is. You can very easily kid yourself if you want to, though. You really can. Yeah. And, and if you are, sometimes you're just not going to know, like you said, you can't physically, unless you're in the kitchen, like standing over the chef, which generally doesn't go down well, you're not going to know what they're putting in. So um, if you are going to kind of look at the dish and estimate it, I would go, whatever you think, add, you know, 100, 200 calories onto that pretty much Definitely. straight away. Um, but yeah, that, that's, a, that's a really good one. Um, oh, what one should I go with to start? I would say kind of in the same, in the same ballpark, let's say you decide to go for, all right, okay. Let's say you've read the menu and you decide to go for the creamy, crispy, delicious dish. It's your favorite though. It's your absolute, this is the, the highlight of my week. Don't then have, if you've got, you know, health goals and you want to kind of keep on an even keel, don't then load up on bread, have five courses, smash down two bottles of wine with it just because you're out. Because yeah. I think there's a, if that dish is your absolute favorite, then yeah, go for it. But like, just Pick kind of, poison. The, yeah, like the mindless eating of just because I'm in a restaurant and they bring the, the the bread basket over, you don't have to have it. Yeah. Um, You can be like, oh, actually, no, that's fine. Like you don't have to have four courses like every time you go out. Again, 
different occasions call for different things but we're talking about we're not talking about like going to a wedding or like the big 40th birthday celebration we're talking about something that you're going to be doing once twice maybe three days a week yeah if you're going out for dinner on a wednesday night and you're having a bottle of wine a bread basket a burger chips and a brownie everything that begins with b and probably looks (laughs) brown as well and you're doing that every wednesday night that's pretty much going to sabotage your health goals this is something that um became really apparent working with uh, people who who um, entertain clients yeah, especially yeah, people yeah. in the city and stuff that that do eat out like multiple times a week for work and then go out of the weekend as well it's just you cannot like if you're someone who enjoys eating out maybe you do it you know you do it out every day you can't be having like four courses and alcohol with everything because it's just it's just too much it's something i found when i was a flight attendant as well because obviously you'd go out for dinner a lot when you were away with the crew so i'd be in out or definitely be in outside of my control for two three four meals a week and then i'd come home we'd see jack you know when we weren't living together we'd be going for dinner and stuff like that and you know there would be periods of time where i'd only cook for myself a meal twice a week you know so i and then sometimes when you're away, you enjoy drinks, like to be able to maintain a body that I enjoyed and was happy with and loved, loved being in alongside training, alongside managing jet lag, alongside feeling good. I had to think about these things when I was actually out and about and what food was going to serve me and how food was going to make me feel and not get into that. Oh, I'm out for dinner mindset because it wasn't a treat anymore. So it can still be a treat, but if I wanted a burger and chips, I would maybe have, and this is another thing, like pick your poison, like Andy's saying, but simple little swaps that you can make. So what is it that I really want out of the burger and chips? Is it the burger or is it the chips? If it's both, okay, then that's both. But then maybe the meal the next day will have to be more optimal maybe it's i actually just want the burger in that case i'm gonna have the burger and i'm gonna have vegetables on the side or i'm not even gonna have a side or maybe i'm gonna have salad on the side yeah if it's the chips then maybe i can have um maybe i can have some salmon maybe i can have a salmon fillet that's on the menu with some chips or maybe i can have a chicken breast with some chips because if it's the chips i want nine times out of ten it's actually the chips i want i bloody love chips so like chips so Again, think about making those simple swaps that actually give you what you need or what you want at that time, but then also do something that's health promoting. Yeah, like I mean that that follows on perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say you kind of touched on it, but I'll kind of expand the point a bit more. When you do go out for a meal, or, or let's say even a day where you're you eat, say you eat out like twice a day you go out and have lunch and then you you've got a meal in the evening great day a good day um these meals don't exist in a in a vacuum right so i would start take a step back and look at your whether it yeah say you are tracking calories look at your calories across the course of the week as opposed to just zeroing in on one meal because okay yeah we've just said you know if you do get the meat feast pizza if you're getting four courses and you're knocking back three four thousand calories over the course of the day that's not great if you're, you know, you're trying to lose weight or you're trying to cut back. But a lot of that can be kind of balanced out by, yeah, maybe the next day you are having the salad. You do have a bit of fruit and yogurt for breakfast. You do have just like lean meats and veg for dinner. You can kind of, 
I want to say right the wrongs. There's nothing wrong with eating out, but you know what I mean? It's just acting like an adult. It's just taking, it's taking responsibility for, for what you want to do and where the, where the priorities are. If you want to eat out every day, you're probably going to gain weight. If you eat four course meals every day, you're probably going to gain weight, but that's fine. But it's, it's not a long-term health, health benefit. But accept the responsibilities of your actions as well, if that's what you're going to do. Accept that that's not going to get you closer to your goal, yeah? Um, and that's exactly, Andy, how I approach things with my clients. So I had one of my clients over during December, he's extremely social, extremely social, loves going out, loves food, loves a drink. Um, and like the idea of like Im- the idea of implementing like fasting for him is just absolutely no go. Like he gets up, he wants to eat. I'm like, okay, cool. We can do this. So when you're out, when you're eating out, the main focuses of a menu are usually carbohydrates. It's usually very carbohydrate focused. I would say, unless you go to a steak restaurant, the sides are always carbs. You've got meat, you've got potatoes, you've got rice, you've got pasta, pizza, you've got dough, bread. It's all very, I would say, carby based. You've then got fats that are added and accounted for when you're eating out in the cooking processes. So everything is probably going to be cooked in a little bit of fat when you're eating out because fat is flavor. Yeah. So everything tastes better when it's in fat. Of course it does. And bit of fat, bit of salt, love it. Oh, dreamy. That's why restaurants like add all these fats because they want the food to taste good. So they want you to keep you coming back. So your carbs are accounted for when you're eating out and your fats are accounted for. Even the protein that you do have is very unlikely to be the leanest source of protein again, because fat is flavor. So with that client, I think he had something like three nights one week where he was entertaining. He knew who was going to be drinking First of all, we had the calorie chat and like over his weekly calories, they were the days that were like bumped up slightly. So the calories were accounted for for the rest of the week. And on those specific days, I was like, right, the rest of your meals, you need to focus on what you can control and you can control how much protein you get in. So the rest of his meals were very, very high protein meals to know that his protein requirements were covered and that he could actually enjoy those carbohydrates and fats the rest of the time in the evenings and that was basically how he balanced his lifestyle for that time in December and again that's what I still do now as a health seeking individual that has goals when I approach eating out so when I approach eating out I either look at the rest of my meals throughout the day okay where can I get my protein in and can I make protein the focus for most of these meals? So I might have an omelet for breakfast, like two eggs, some egg whites, a little bit of feta, maybe some bacon medallions, um, something like that. Um, or I might have tuna and cottage cheese for lunch on a salad or in like, um, like in a, like a, a sweet potato wrap or something again, really, really high protein. And then when I go out, I can have like, okay, so I know my protein's accounted for in my first two meals. I might have even had a shake or something as well. Um, Right, so you know what? I'm going to have a burger and chips tonight because I can enjoy it. And I know that that's, yeah, that's probably going to put me over my calories, but my protein's accounted for. That's all my carbs. I'm going to enjoy the hell out of it. And then we can also manage it throughout the rest of the week. And again, that's, that is what living a high healthy lifestyle is about with regards to nutrition. It's having the knowledge and being able to implement it so you can enjoy your life to the fullest. And the annoying thing is 
you've got these fit pros online that you see shoving their pizza in their faces with these chiseled six pack abs and they give everyone the impression that that's what they should be doing or they can be doing as well unfortunately no if you want to be able to enjoy the things you love it does come a little bit of a cost if you want to have the body you want this is like the classic balance argument again isn't it because the thing the things that get attention are either fit pros that are eating absolute shite and but still look amazing and are ripped to shreds drugs um or (laughs) it's people that are you know kind of uh, on the other end of the spectrum where if you possibly deviate from these lists of um healthy foods then you know you're gonna die and yeah you, you know i mean it's just that kind of extreme um I don't know that I almost think I don't know if people listening to this are exposed as much to the people that are um you know eating junk food and ripped to shreds I feel like they're probably more likely to be exposed to people that are extreme on the other end of the spectrum like not you know demonizing certain foods carbs are bad oh you can't have gluten our dairy's bad for you you know all this kind mm. of the, the just the stuff that just gets rehashed time and time again mm. um when in reality it is massively individual there'll be certain foods that make you feel good there'll be foods that that you can't tolerate and that's absolutely fine but um yeah sorry slight tangent there but the fit pro one is uh is an absolute classic though yeah isn't yeah. it's so hard to say fit pro as well i can see it in your face <laughs> like but it's just yeah it's the maybe way you start can... start calling them shit pros well <laughs> but hash, yeah it's, hashtag it mate it's like if you you can't eat a burger and chips or a pizza every night and still a still call yourself a health-seeking individual or b be realistic about the body that you're going to have unfortunately like and I'm going to put it out there and that might be quite a bold statement, but you just can't. Yeah. But it's, I was about to go down a wormhole then I'm going to, I'm going to steer clear. <laughs> I'll talk to you about that afterwards. Okay. Um, um, but yeah, I think trying to get protein in for the rest of the day is, is quite a, it's quite a proactive move. It's quite a smart move. Cause if yeah. you know, you're going to have, let's say you're going to the Italian restaurant and there's a particular uh, pasta dish that you really like but you know for a fact there's not going to be tons of meat in there so actually having having a bit more protein throughout the day kind of makes sense and we're talking about health seeking individuals but if people are listening to this that are training you want to try and get those kind of three four servings of protein throughout the day um and if you know that the evening meal you might be lacking then it kind of puts more importance on breakfast than lunch then so why not do that i think actually in for evening meals there's quite a big discrepancy isn't there so going out and having like a steak um you know you're going to get us or going for like a um, even like a kebab or something like that like turkey like you know a turkish restaurant um you'll probably get a decent good quality serving of protein um in a lot in a lot of those types of meals whereas going and having a chinese you know a lot of noodles a lot of rice maybe a few bits of chicken in there but it's probably hard like you said you're definitely going to get your carbs in um almost certainly going to get the fat but protein is often is often the thing that's lacking. Um, so, which is why it's really important to look at a menu and know, have a look at where your protein is actually going to come from. Um, if, like, if you care, if that's something you're after, you know what I mean? But that's something that I always do when I look at a takeaway menu is, okay, where's my protein coming from? And I'll base a meal around that. Um, if I genuinely want a, like, a margarita pizza, I'll have a margarita pizza. But like the, I actually like 
I like consuming protein. I like meat. I like the way it tastes. Um, I don't eat it as often as I say used to, but we do like going out for a steak. If I have a, if I'm very conscious of the quality of my meat, that's the thing. So I won't have a pepperoni pizza because generally I just don't like the oil and the fat. So when I have a pizza, the two things I look for are protein and actually like, even when I have a takeaway in general, where is my protein coming from and where are my vegetables coming from? So a lot of the time, if I have a pizza, I'll have a vegetable pizza and because I enjoy it and I actually take the vegetables a lot more when the protein isn't accounted for because the protein they tend to put on pizza is a little bit of lower quality. But when I'm out in a restaurant, I'll have a really lovely piece of meat that's been either marinated in uh, and then grilled or baked and then I'll have a look at okay so where are my other important things in my diet which are my micronutrients my vitamins and my minerals so am I actually getting any vegetables in this meal if it's a choice that we're having a burger and chips I happily accept that there are no very very minimal micronutrients in that meal however if we're out for dinner Part of the experience is that I actually want to eat vegetables that are probably cooked nice. They might be cooked in a little bit of butter as well because they generally are. But like the health benefits of that vegetable is I will sacrifice a few calories on the butter to actually get the vegetables because I want the vegetables and they're part of the meal that I enjoy. But that is because I would rather sacrifice the calories on the vegetables than I would on having chips if I'm having a nice dinner in a restaurant with steak. Does that make sense? Yeah, completely. Again, it's like that balance. But this part of that is forward planning, right? So I think actually taking the time to, this is probably more relevant if you're eating out, but it does stand for takeaways as well. Like if you're, if you are trying to make uh, like some healthy changes, actually spending some time and like going through the menu is massively underrated. Like, cause otherwise if you wait until seven o'clock on a Saturday night and you're starving and you open up the app, you're just going to pick the thing that's tastiest and you're not going to be like, Oh, I wonder how much protein there is in that. Oh, yeah. should I order a salad? Like something that me and Sarah have got into doing. And it's not because again, like, not trying to like blow our own trumpet and be like oh look at us like healthy individuals but if we know we're having a pizza like in the afternoon the number of times we're says like should we just like make up a salad or like do you know what i mean like big colorful salad mm. just a load of peppers like spinach in there and stuff and just like eat it as a either prepare it and then when the pizza comes there's a salad that we have with it or what we normally do is we plan to do that and then we eat it yeah. <laughs> straight, straight yeah. away because we're greedy um <laughs> but just sat there like with some chopped up peppers bit of cucumber and stuff it's it, it's not going to offset like the the giant pizza but at least you're at some point it's about what you're putting in your body not what you're you know, it's not all about like calories and stuff, right? Like you said with the vegetables, like if it's cooked in a bit of butter, so what? I'm getting the other micronutrients from like the broccoli or asparagus or whatever, whatever it is. And to me, mm. yeah, exactly the same. That's worth it. Yeah. That's definitely worth doing. Um, yeah. Yeah. That is going to leave me feeling a lot better than a crispy shredded beef from a Chinese because, oh, yeah, I know that, that it's bloody beef. good. Do you actually taste any beef though? I don't Mate, taste any beef. You just that, taste the crispy shreddedness in the chili sauce. That is exactly what I was going to say to you. I, was like, do you I don't think there's any beef in there. It's just all crisp. 
Yeah, but that's but that is my point. That is exactly my point. Like, even though that is beef, you could argue that that is protein. I would argue if there's any protein in there at all. It's also crispy, which means it's deep fried. So it's the oil that's added calories into the deep frying process. There's the sauce that it's covered in, which will be full of carbohydrates and sugar and MSG, which doesn't agree with a lot of people. So sweet. sweet. I don't even think I could eat it. Well, that's a lie. I could. But like crispy shredded beef. And then there's pretty much little to no micronutrients in that as well. So even though... You might get that odd bit of carrot in there with it. A a little shred of carrot in there. (laughs) Even though, oh yeah, it's crispy shredded beef. It's my protein. Mm, Is it though? Is it going to stimulate muscle protein synthesis? I think not. It's like as opposed to the little bit of butter that has cooked those lovely um, tender stem broccoli and asparagus. Yeah, okay, you could argue that's butter, that's added fats, but you know there are some health benefits with butter, and then I've got all the micronutrients from the vegetables. Yeah, and there, and you can there are degrees of this. So like crispy shredded beef, is it chili beef or shredded beef? You know, chili, the st- crispy chili beef. I crispy mean, chili beef. It's the bit that looks like kind of looks like twiglets. A, twiglets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I would I would argue and feel quite confident doing so that um, fat was the main <laughs> the main the main macronutrient of that dish. Whereas oh, something like if you got like the um, talking about crispy the crispy aromatic duck i would say there you're actually getting that's a better source of protein because essentially okay it's it will have been fried but at least the the quality of the meat is there and the protein you can actually see the meat whereas the crispy beef it's like oh it's like a kind of knick-knack twiggly beefy (laughs) kind of chewy thing yeah like prawn toast like what are you getting out of prawn toast I do like that. a bit of prawn toast, I but it's, 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 toast. I, mean, I imagine like, reconstitute. It's not even prawn, probably. It's probably like sashimi or like reconstituted crab stick or something like that. <laughs> do you know, crab sticks don't actually contain any crab. No, I know. <laughs> I bloody love a crab stick. So I have to call them seafood sticks. Seafood sticks, yeah. But yeah, like they're that's just some that's that, just some top that, tips. That was a line from Alan Partridge, by the way. What? What was? the uh that's the only reason i said it the uh the crap the crab sticks the the fact alan partridge's fact of the day oh right crab sticks you always try and get actually, one in don't yeah, you? I know. Welcome. <laughs> um but yeah so that's that's uh i don't remember what tip what that that was really just like i the balance avoid, in your macronutrients <laughs> avoid seafood <laughs> that um, was, yeah that balance was your macronutrients so look at where your macronutrients are coming from fats are always accounted for in the cooking processes when you're eating out carbs is usually what the base of the meal is anyway and then look about where your protein is coming from have you got an opportunity to get any more in what is the quality of the protein like that you're going to be eating and where are your micronutrients and vitamins coming from too and like that is why i can pretty much have two takeaways of two three takeaways a week same with you like and i accept that that some of them might not necessarily always be the meal that I really, really want. But what do I want more? Do I want the meal that I want? Or do I want to be out for that moment in a restaurant with my friend? And that is the more important thing. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So a lot of the time, I might want the full English fry up with on a Wednesday with black pudding, fried toast, sausages, bacon, hash browns. Yeah. But but, like, I know I'm going to be eating out 
three or four more times that week. So do you know what? I actually might just have two poached eggs and one slice of bacon on a slice of toast, or I might just have a bacon sandwich, or I might have um, an omelette or a bowl of porridge because I know that on Friday, Jack and I are having a takeaway and I want a pizza. And then Sunday, we're going to get a kebab. But then Sunday, the kebab will be uh pitta with chicken sheesh so very grilled pieces of chicken loads of salad chili sauce is this the amy special special well a lot of the time i don't have the pitta (laughs) i just have the salad or we'll have a little bit of extra halloumi for a bit of cheese and again protein micros carbs if i feel like i want them a lot of the time i don't sometimes i just make a massive chicken salad and i actually add to it as well from the fridge when uh, when it comes so again it's about weighing up in terms of your week the thing with takeaways is people get into really bad habits with takeaways and it becomes, a, oh, I, I always have this when I order a takeaway. And it's that whole thing of if, if you do what you've always done, you'll get the results you've always got. Yeah. So if you always sit down after dinner and you have chocolate, if you always sit down and dinner and have dessert, if you always go and get a croissant every morning with a venti caramel macchiato from Starbucks, if you, those are things that have repeatedly got you to the place you are now. So unless you change those behaviors, you will not get the results you want to get. You will just, you are, you repeatedly do. So the behaviors you've been doing and the takeaways you've been ordering up until now have got you to the place where you are now. So you need to come up with different ways of living and actually expanding your mind to understanding that there are different things out there within the same format that you can still enjoy and that serve you better with regards to a healthy lifestyle. Yeah. Cause a lot of, a lot of people, they're not a million miles away with the diet, right? Like, but if you have, say your diet in general is pretty good. Say you say you're like a solid seven out of 10, um, which is great for maintenance, but at the weekend you go completely off the rails and like the takeaway options are all over the shop. Um, and that leads to that. Ah, uh, I've put on half a pound, no big deal. But like you said, that half a pound a week, a couple of pounds a month, and then suddenly you're on that, you know, three years later you wake up and it's like, I fucking hell, I'll put on a stone, stone and mm-hmm. a half. And that and that's what happens. No one gets like, no one becomes overweight overnight. Um, and quite often, like it, it is that, it is the takeaways or it is the eating out kind of behaviours that, that kind of, yeah, that just end up on a bit of a slippery slope. And like... Did you used to have takeaways when you were a child, like younger? Your parents ever ordered them? I'll tell you what we did, mate. We had fish and chips yeah. from the chippy, but that, was, that wasn't even weekly. I, like that was, I reckon that's probably once a month we had mm. that. And that was like the, the mega treat. That yeah. was like, if we got that and we, I reckon we probably had two takeaways a month, maybe a Chinese mm. and then fish and chips. Yeah, see, we used to go out a lot when I was a kid. Um, out do, you ever go to with, Ma- do you ever go to McDonald's when you were a kid? Oh, I had a McDonald's party. Yeah. <laughs> my, my gran used to take me to McDonald's and she, because she used to like a fillet of fish. Um, oh, so, man, I knew there was someone out there who liked it. I love a fillet of fish. <laughs> um, but I, my favourite was always a McChicken sandwich. But oh, yeah, I'd have yes, a Mc, McDonald's talking. party. and like, But I remember I used to go when I was really young And then there was a period of time in my life where I just didn't go. Like, it's never been a regular thing for me, ever. Like, I enjoy it, but 
In terms of a burger, bloody hell no, I'd rather go and have a, a like a decent, nice Five Guys or a Buffalo Joe's burger. Like I wouldn't ever waste, that to me is a waste. Like I'm like, that is a shit burger that I'm not really gonna enjoy. Um, so I'd rather like, I think the last time I went to McDonald's, I had a wrap. Like, you know, it just, it just doesn't do it for me. It doesn't, I like the breakfast. I like the <laughs> sausage I mean, egg McMuffins, but that's if, about it. If you find me in a McDonald's, it's probably because I'm hungover mm. and I'm reliving, yeah. I'm reliving my uni Yeah, like Our takeaways when I was younger, we had fish and chips occasionally, but we'd have, we'd have Chinese a lot when I was younger, but yeah, um, me too. yeah and we'd have curry quite a lot. Um, but yeah, like, and it became, I think when you're younger as well, like I loved those right, really excessive tastes. Like I loved sweet and sour pork balls or sweet and sour chicken oh, balls. Yeah, and like, great yeah, shit. like, and like- um, That's another one that's more fat than protein. Oh God, egg fried rice. And like, but I think when you start to learn about food, I just started to learn that those foods didn't serve me anymore. And I'm really, especially as I've got older and I really try and instill this with all my clients, I really get them to tune into how food makes them feel. And nine times out of 10, that food makes you feel like absolute crap. And that's why I like curry actually over a lot of other takeaways because you can get a really good grilled source of protein that's marinated in all these curry spices and tastes absolutely delicious. We already know that I don't waste my calories on rice as well because that's just a waste of time. That's been established. Yeah, but you can get all these vegetable side dishes as well that aren't necessarily creamy. Like they use a lot of different flavors in curry. They use a lot of um, coconut as well. Like, so there's a lot of coconut, there's a lot of tomatoes, there's a lot of garlic, onion, chili, like, and they're all flavors that you can easily add into dishes that aren't calorie dense and I mean, the flavors that you can get are just ridiculous that's another tip isn't it like dry dishes like yeah. if, if, I, mean, I mean you kind of mentioned it at the start but like anything that comes in a sauce is going to become bound up in a ton of calories especially yeah. if it's creamy i mean should we go through let's go go through some of like the the most popular um takeaway options and kind of our mate whether it's our preferred dish or our kind of recommended healthier yeah healthier dish so Options. we talked did we talk about indian last time i think we talked about indian a lot <laughs> <laughs> but basically yeah, i mean I'll, I'll give you mine like if you're so actually yeah that was it we talked about the chapati didn't we so like yeah. a chapati so if you enjoy an arm bread try chapati instead it's not quite as calorific but it still kind of does the job of mopping up that delicious yeah. curry sauce um and the other one that i quite like from the indian if i'm um, kind of watching my calories or trying to make healthier choices would be like the chicken um, shashlik, which mm. is, yeah, just, it's dry. It's cooked with yeah, loads of spices and stuff, but it comes with like a load of pepper, load yeah. of onion as well. And it's just, yeah, you look at it and you think, even if they've added a bit to the the pan to cook that, you kind of look at it and know what it is. Yeah. Like it's not going to be like cal too calorific. Yeah. Anything in the curry that comes from the grill or the tandoor yeah. is going to be like grilled. So it's going to have a good source of protein. It's just going to have the flavorings. Um, yeah, chapati is a great one. I would say pick your poison with regards to what carbohydrate you're going to have. So don't have rice and chapati, <laughs> have rice or chapati. Be aware that poppadoms are very, very easy to load up on. So either put a whole one on your plate and enjoy that oh, one. I thought you were going to say mouth then. <laughs> no, one in your mouth. Whole one on your plate and enjoy one or abstain altogether, um, to be how honest. Many, how many calories in a poppadom, mate? Fuck knows, but I can easily eat about four. Hundred odd? 
yeah i reckon so and that's without you putting like the mango chutney lime pickle but of course yeah Yeah, exactly all that stuff on it um other things are look for side dishes at a curry so you can get a lot of chickpea dishes a lot of lentil dishes a lot of vegetable dishes that are in more tomato-y based sauces so again you get a lot of fiber in those kind of dishes a lot of micronutrients and tomato-y based sauces are always going to be lower in calorie than anything that says yeah. creamy, coconut, almond, curry, um, korma, butter, anything that is like has those kind of words in it um, is going to be rather calorific. Yeah, add that to that chicken main dish and you're laughing. You've got yourself a, ni- a nice little meal there. Um, Chinese. Oh, Chinese is tough. I mean, I would say uh, looking looking at like the, the little list I've got in front of me now, um, I think Chinese might be the hardest one to negotiate, you know. Okay, I'll tell you what is a good on a Chinese menu. Chicken this week on soup. <laughs> I, I would never, ever order that in a million years. But even that is quite glutinous. Like, you know, it's but it's got a good bit of protein. It's a soup. It's going to be low calorie. Exactly. Who would order that? No one's Who ordering would order that? that? No yeah. one's ordering that. Yeah. I think probably like if, so if it, again, if it was me and I, I was going to eat at the Chinese, what I would, I'll tell you what I do sometimes do. Instead of ordering the rice from there, I'll just, I'll do the rice at home. Yeah. That's a good so, idea. So, so just like microwave um, a bag of rice up and then order the, you know, the crispy chili beef or whatever it is, because at least then, again, you're not calling up the Chinese for the rice. Well, you might be, but I'm not. Cooking your own at home kind of makes sense. And then you can order the the meat dish that you actually want, um, that you can't recreate at home. So that's a... That's a handy little option. Or if you do order the rice, just go with boiled as opposed to anything fried. Yeah. Look for things that are in minimal sources. Look for things with a decent bit of protein that aren't fried or crispy. Um, if you're at a Chinese restaurant, sometimes they do like a teppanyaki. Or is that what it is? Like a, um, a frying station or something where you can actually pick the raw ingredients and they'll cook them in front of you. That's not a bad shout. Um yeah vegetables they do do a lot of vegetable dishes at um chinese restaurants that would be a good one maybe you forego the protein for that one because it's going to be less than optimal force of um source of protein and you just go for a vegetable dish um i would say noodle dishes and anything that's deep fried is going to be extremely calorific one thing that i would forego and try and avoid at a chinese is any kind of starter they tend to be really fried and really, really heavy on love. The, uh, love a bit of that seaweed, though. Oh, love it's just a bit. salt. It's just like eating salt. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Chinese is one of those. You know what you're getting into, right? So yeah. If you if you, yeah. uh, if you have the Chinese, probably look elsewhere during the week for some healthier choices. Yeah. You're At least for- if you order duck pancakes, though, the duck isn't horrendous. It's a fatty cut of meat, but you know, it's a yeah. There's a bit of duck. You get a bit of spring onion in there, a bit of cucumber, and a little pancake. The problem with that, mate, is that tends to be a starter, doesn't it? Yeah, no. <laughs> before, before the main rolls around. I know. Around. I know. Chinese Chinese uh, is the hardest, I would definitely say. Yeah. What about um, pizza-wise? Um, so pizza-wise, accept that you're having a pizza. So it's going to be predominantly <laughs> dough-based with some tomato sauce and cheese. Although you don't necessarily have to have cheese on a pizza. So Get out. Right I know, right. but my friend likes just a, like marinara, like no cheese. So... Oh. Um, if the quality of the dough is good enough, you don't need to have cheese necessarily. And some people who are lactose intolerant, Andy, stop pulling your face. We're I'm, I'm appealing to the masses. I'm intolerant to this line of thinking. 
So anyway, accept that the base is always going to be the same. So I would just personally, I would avoid unloading up on any ingredients that are higher fat. So I would always focus my pizza toppings on vegetables. So I love you're going to pull your face again. I know it. I love like, no, not on a pizza. I love like mushrooms on a pizza, black olives, jalapenos, artichokes, sweet corn, green peppers are rank. We already know green peppers are rank. Um, um, I love caramelized onions. Rather green pepper than um, mushroom. Oh, I bloody love a mushroom. Even like if you're going to a proper Italian restaurant, like, the ham they do sometimes is delicious as long as it's not oh, too much of a cut, cutty yeah, fat. No so um, I would avoid any kind of really processed things like pepperoni, um, anything. I'd avoid adding extra oil to your pizza as well. You don't need it drizzled in chilli oil. You what, don't. What, Mate, lo- you what, don't. <laughs> what lunatics are going around putting chilli oil on pizza? Oh, some people put chilli oil on pizza. Yeah, or added oil on pizza. <laughs> so, yeah, that would be my focus. Um, yeah, on a pizza. What about yourself? yeah if you were trying to yeah first of all accept the fact that you're having a pizza once you've got over that um i would say yeah thinner bases are going to be mm. way less calorific than like stuffed crust or you know deep dish deep dish pizzas by the way they are out of control calorie pie pizzas yeah, exactly a nice pizza pie um so that's a big one to say if you get like a like thin and crispy or um just like more traditional italian pizza base that's the mm. way to go actually i mean if you go to if you're going to get a takeaway pizza, here's another one. Pick an actual Italian restaurant, not Domino's or Papa yeah. John's. That's a good, because actually you're going to get fresh ingredients there. Yeah. Or you're, you're more likely to than you are. Go for a wood-fired pizza rather than yeah. like, yeah. yeah. So, so that's uh, the other, like definitely minimize the amount of meats you have on there, especially like the heavily processed stuff. So there is a difference between having, again, yeah, like going to a traditional Italian and having, a, you know, Parma ham or something versus like mm. a bit of pepperoni that's been kicking around yeah. for the last couple of years out the back. Uh, yeah, not the best. So that's probably, that's yeah. probably the way to go. Um, but yeah, you know, you're going to be in for a good, a good thousand calories plus. Yeah. What else? Any other takeaways it. we can uh, tick off the list? Um, I tell you what is a tricky one to handle: uh, fish and chip shop. <laughs> I think that's the hardest. That personally. might that might trump Chinese. <laughs> if honestly, like that is the one you really, really can't navigate out of. To be honest, if I you're going to have a sausage, forgo the batter. That might be like, a <laughs> honestly, if you're really, really. If you're really keen on living a healthy lifestyle and I would, if someone said, oh, look, we're going for fish and chips and I don't want to sacrifice my progress, I would either say, I would either say have the fish and chips and we'll compensate for it the rest of the week. Or if I, and I would say this really gets into the whole kind of like not disordered eating, but like have the chips and maybe cook your own piece of fish at home but really yeah, exactly like really fucking hell really don't do like, that people. don't do that have the fish and chips what you do is you go to the chippy you with a nice piece of salmon under your arm <laughs> all i will say about fish and chips is don't go large like a small is more than enough that that was the one that i was going to say if you're going to do one thing when you go to the chippy don't get a large chips no you don't <laughs> need it you do, small a small portion of chips is more than enough more than enough and a small piece of cod is more than enough 
mate, when I was younger, large cod, large chips, get home. Oh, dad, where are you going? Just going to get the loaf of bread out so we can have a oh, couple of slices. Yes. <laughs> I mean, man. I'll tell you what we need. More, more oh, fat, more carbs. <laughs> Top man. No, fish and chips is the hardest. Have the fish and chips. But even with like a burger, like like I've already mentioned, have a burger, don't have the chips. Have the chips, have a burger, no bum. You know, have um, maybe they do like um, some. I mean, this is what I've done in restaurants before in um, Australia because like the burger restaurants over there and generally they have a lot more options. So I've had like they've done like lower carbohydrate forms of bread and stuff like that that I've had or like maybe just an open burger on a flatbread or something I've had before because I wanted chips as well. And, you know, just pick your poison you're still going to enjoy the hell out of that. You really, really are like, so yeah, think about balancing up with that. Think about whether you're adding unnecessary calories. So, and think about what you actually enjoy on a burger. So a lot of the time with a burger, if the meat is good enough, I just want a little bit of lettuce, a little bit of tomato and some jalapenos, like, I nice. like spicy stuff. So I don't actually need anything else. I don't need cheese because I want to taste the meat. I don't need avocado. I don't need burger sauce. Like, and all that stuff is the little added extras that really, really tot up the calories. Yeah, if you start adding cheese, bacon, avocado, Brie. Uh, I mean, suddenly, yeah, you've turned like I don't know, like a, a six hundred calorie burger. You've doubled it up pretty yeah. much straight away. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I can't stand while thinking about this? Tell me. I mean, I like the taste, but burgers that are like a foot tall. Massive ones. And you can't eat them. Like, if I can't eat it like a burger, something's gone wrong. See, I've got a few friends. People have got too carried away with the, how much they're trying to get in there. They're just doing it for the look. And it's like, yeah, it looks great. Yeah. How am I going to eat this? It's like double patty. Do you really need a double patty? I mean, really? I could stretch to a double patty. Yeah, but I, don't, I, don't, I don't want all the other junk in there. Fair I don't enough. want an onion ring in there. Get that out. Yeah, <laughs> Why yeah. is that crept in? I've got a friend that can't eat a burger. I like a burger. <laughs> she has to eat a burger with a knife and fork. Like, I, mean, I mean, I've done it before. Yeah, but only when it's so big. Or a lot yeah. of the time I actually like a chicken breast burger because I actually want to taste the... If yeah. I want other ingredients in there, so if I want like avocado or chili jam or stuff like that like i want to taste that so i'll sacrifice the good meat to have like a chicken breast because i want to taste the the other stuff does that make sense yeah think about what you want out of the meal have you been to meat mission no (laughs) right go there when you when you can um i mean the burgers are amazing but they like serve them on a tray and i think part of the reason is because there's so much fat and slops running out of it that it's there to like catch it but you look at it i'm like i can't pick that up i cannot pick that up yeah it's good all i would say is if you're going if you're going to a burger restaurant and they ask you how they you want your burger cooked or if you know it's going to be pink in the middle it's going to be a good burger so you don't need to have all that extra shit on it and I was going to say, I never get asked that. So that probably oh, mate, you're going to show, the wrong burger. shows the quality of establishment that I've been big, frequenting. Big Easy for a burger was brilliant. Loved Big Easy. That was a really good burger. Really good burger. We're oh, yeah. pretty lucky in Storford, aren't we? Um, Buffalo yeah, Joe's is um, good burger places. Pretty, pretty um, Turkish is, I'd say, like you've already mentioned Turkish. It's quite easy to navigate. Like good, solid bit of grilled meat. Um, side dishes. Be careful of the creamy dips and stuff like that. Like hummus and... Um, like any kind of creamy dip with pitta they're the easy things to load up on at a turkish i would say i think turkish is probably the easiest yeah i think so too just like you know flatbread some lean tagine like it's really good all tomato we based yeah for for whatever reason when you do get like a um 
like a seven of rice or like the bulger wheat or something like that it's um it's never massive no do you know what i mean it's almost like it's part of the you know it comes in, the, in like the little um the like little pot. dome kind yeah, of thing. yeah yeah it's kind of part of the dish to kind of make it look yeah. but because of that it's kind of poor it portion controls yeah. itself yeah. um yeah. so yeah same with thai actually thai is very easy like that as well a lot of the time you get a small portion of um rice with thai especially if you're having like a green curry or something like that um again a lot of like oils may be added in with thai so just to be aware of that but they tend to do very nice dry fi- dry fried dishes um, meat and vegetable based as well just be careful of like your rice and your noodles and things like that and any crispy kind of things so crispy um crispy crab cakes crispy uh, oh, squid peppercorn squid oh, calamari like anything like squid. That. yeah so good but you just gotta be careful yeah um nice mate i think we've um i think we've nailed it there i think so too sorry jack's just on unloading the dishwasher <laughs> Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, all of this, like all of the advice that we're giving when it comes to takeaways and eating out, it's all kind of prefaced with the fact that this is for people that want to, you know, maybe have overindulged a little bit over the last few months and, uh, you know, whether it's trying to lose weight or just get back on that kind of health bandwagon. Um, a lot of the time, if you've got, you know, if you're, if you found that balance, like feel free to go out and enjoy a nice meal or enjoy a takeaway and, and have what you want because yeah, if, absolutely. If, if the rest of the time you're you're eating well and you're eating healthy then it's all good but if if you are if you have kind of drifted from that a little bit these are just a few hopefully helpful tips to yeah kind of write the course and, and, mm. and get back um get back on the wagon yeah and again it's one of those things just assess your behaviors like if you're having takeaways four or five times a week you have to accept that if you're making less than optimal choices that is not going to get you to the goal you want if you want to have if you have a physique or a weight loss goal. So you're going to have to change your behaviors or change the the foods that you're looking for in order to be able to maintain that behavior of eating out five times a week, if that's what you want. Um, So there has to be a real reflection on what your diet looks like and what your schedule looks like and what your week looks like. And actually just more of a balance act more of a balance act in order to be able to become the individual you want to be you know it's exactly the same I would say to someone that's having dessert five or six times a week you know having a piece of cheesecake every night you know okay well that's fine if you want to carry on that behavior but you're also coming to me telling me that you want to be a health-seeking individual so is that behavior in line or does that behavior serve you to be the person you want to be probably not especially if the focus of the other meals is not calorie controlled, really good form of protein, micronutrients, vitamins, minerals, and you're not even drinking water every day. Yeah. I mean, a lot of this stuff can be summed up with a little bit of reflective practice and just taking a step back and, and kind of assessing it, um, Mm -hmm. trying to assess what you're doing objectively, Mm -hmm. not always easy, but like this is a time of year when people do it for sure. This is like new year. Want to make a few changes. Um, yeah. All good, mate. This is very good with the new year, new me theme. I th- yeah, there's some kind of continuity there, even yeah. though this was a little bit off the cuff. It feels like a good one to follow yeah. up the uh, new year, new me with. Um, I think we're having a curry this weekend. I'm probably going to have a pizza tonight. Oh, see, I think in pizza, like I really do. We had one at new year and it's just, oh, it's just, I forgot how good it was. It was so good. What, curry or pizza? No, pizza. Like, it was so good. Yeah, pizza, yeah, but... p- pizza parma for me, I think. Yeah, is that Chibos? Mm-hmm. which one's that 
Um, it's got a bit of ham on there, a bit of rocket tomatoes, buffalo mozzarella. Mm. Harry chili chicken, I think, yeah. for us. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Right, mate, I'll leave you to it. Yeah, thanks. Um, <laughs> maybe next week you'd have a baby. <gasps> maybe. On, uh, if I can get on Zoom with the, with the little man, I will do. Love it. Love it. All right, mate, have a good one. Look after yourself, mate. Take care. Thanks bye. for listening, guys. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Not Another Fitness podcast. Andy and I really do appreciate all your feedback and questions that you take the time to send us. If you really like the podcast and you're listening via Spotify or another platform, please share it either via Instagram, Facebook or direct with anyone you think would enjoy it. If you're listening via Apple Podcasts, please pop down, give us a five star rating and a little review. We really do love reading all your feedback. And if you want to follow us over on our socials or get in touch with us direct, you'll find me over on Instagram at Coach Amy Rams with a Z. And you'll find Andy over on Facebook at his Facebook group, Eat, Move, Lift, Enjoy. And as long as you're not an absolute tool, he'll probably accept you. And they were his words, not mine. <laughs>